Hello, Sean. How are you doing today? New phone. Who this? <laughs> nice. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Second Is For Everyone podcast, episode 29. They are full of crap. Let's go ahead into the intro. Welcome to the Second Is For Everyone podcast. We welcome all people, regardless of race, gender, political party, sexual orientation, or background, to learn about the Second Amendment, so <laughs> to learn about your Second Amendment civil rights and the many facets of firearms ownership. What's going on with you, man? Uh, just just trying to get it all done. I actually got out of work early today. Uh, we're just trying to get the kids down and, <laughs> you know, do, doing the dad thing. Yep. Yeah, I remember doing that at one time. <laughs> it's totally unappreciated. <laughs> uh, but it does feel good when you're doing it. Yeah. Really does feel like Superman. Uh, yeah, not so much. I feel more like a, a well, it's here <laughs> nor there. Yeah, let's talk about gun stuff. Let's talk about gun stuff. Uh, what do you do this week, bro? Um, behind the scenes stuff. It's it's been a lot of shuffling and and working on moving my office and and all that. So I'm sneaking some maintenance in there while. Uh, while I'm doing all the shuffling, you know, if, if I'm moving a gun, I'm, I'm trying to clean it up real quick and, and make sure it's been lubricated, all that good stuff. Just basic maintenance stuff. Nothing, nothing too serious. That's cool. Oh yeah. I am talking to Sean Fisher of black bag resources. My best non-imaginary friend. Oh, oh yes. I forgot. I didn't get my official introduction this episode. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, it's the assumption that all oh, you guys already know who, who, who we are, but that could be a mistake. Anyway, that's what's going on. Um, I cleaned some guns on Sunday. I broke out the brand new High Point 995 carbine that the company sent to us for the Miniman Challenge and diversity shoots and whatnot that they donated. I took it apart. I cleaned it. Um <laughs> I t- and also took apart the other 995 they sent, the 995 Woodland Camo. And I can say I'm pretty good at taking these guns apart now, but yeah, you can tell these aren't military-issued carbines. They do not come apart easily. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I used one, I used traditional lube on it, uh, cleaned it, you know, the brand new one, I cleaned it with traditional lube. And then I had uh, a company that wanted me to try out some product and they sent their stuff. So uh, I don't know if it's here or there, but, you know, it's three different products and, and separate grease and everything else. So uh, I'll see how it works and let you know <laughs> how it turns out. Does it shoot better or more accurate? Because it was, uh, you know, this, this stuff is supposed to make the gun more accurate because they said so. Who yeah, knows? Is it, it's a- is it super lube or is it magic beans? Yeah, that's really what I want to know. Um, because uh, Marine Corps here, Marine Corps, uh, I clean guns with CLP and, and, and Q-tips and rags until they're clean. And then you coat it with a light coat of oil and put it together. And that's it. This one is clean the gun with this. Clean the bore with this cleaner. Um, soak it, clean it. Now, when you take it to the range, shoot two rounds, swab the barrel, shoot two more rounds, swab the barrel. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> it's clean the gun. Ugh. All right. It's all about the ritual. It's, it's like going to church. Yeah, man. Let's, let's combine legislation with this today because legislation is going to be short. What do you say, Sean? Do it. Legislation this week is a call to arms in New Jersey for the ANJRPC. They want 1 million gun owners to fight the new magazine ban that's coming down this week. So this show is going to be on probably online on the first. We need you to contact your legislators between now, continually, every day, uh, between now and the 7th, the 7th of June, because this magazine ban is coming. It's, It's going from... 15 rounds to 10. The bills for the Senate is S-102. The bill for the Assembly is A-2761. You have to vote these things down or we're going to have a problem. 
So if you want to find out how to link up, visit anjrpc.org, and, and that will get you the letters and all the links and everything you need. If you live in another state and you want to check out what's going on in your state, nraila.org is where you need to go because nraila is the uh, excuse me nraila is the legislative arm of the nra and they're the ones that are the lobbyists they're the ones that send the letters they're the ones that get in that butt like a wedgie at your local state house be aware of that website go to that website visit it often so you can learn what your legislators may be trying to sneak through in your state house you have to stay vigilant if you don't stay vigilant you'll get got and laws that sneak up on you and take your rights away take it from someone who lives in new jersey they try to pass stuff like this quickly and based on emotions right after a tragedy don't let it happen in your state that's what we're fighting for here what do you got to say about that stuff sean yeah this this bill irritates me like none other you know and and i think we've talked about it on the program before but how do you even ask for a 10 round magazine restriction in a state that already has a 15 round magazine restriction without admitting that magazine restrictions are all nonsense right and that the 15 round restriction didn't do what you wanted it to do so this is just more of the same of what does not work but it's, it's a punishment on anyone who owns anything because somebody has to be blamed. And instead of going after actual criminals, you're going to go after the easy target of citizens who, who follow the law. So it, it's, it does nothing to actually solve the problem of, of violence or crime or anything else. Um, it, yeah, it, it pisses me off like nothing else. Well, what it does... That, that particular piece of legislation really gets under my skin. <laughs> what it actually does is allow legislators to say, we did something. Regardless of whether it was effective or not, they get to say they did something, put it in their ads come November, say those horrible, usually in this state, Republicans voted against it. I voted for it. I'm not a puppet of the NRA vote for me right and people will vote for them and i'm like we not have a school shooting in new jersey ever as far as i know now i just moved here in 93 but we haven't had a school shooting since i've been here so well quite frankly tell me tell me which of new jersey's gun laws has kept a school shooting from happening in new jersey because when you can tell me which one did that i'll co-sign on it exactly but quite frankly it's 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 by dumb luck that it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's got nothing to do with the mountain of restrictions in this state or the restrictions in any other state. Because in the other states, they had gun laws that prohibit things like, oh, I don't know, killing your parents, committing murder, stealing your, your parents' firearms, being in possession of a firearm under a certain age, being in possession of certain types of firearms under other ages, and, oh, I don't know, carrying a firearm on school grounds. All those things are already illegal, and yet school shootings still happen. I listen, man. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just not buying into any of it at this point anymore. And again, they're doubling down on nonsense legislation without admitting that it's nonsense legislation. They should be embarrassed to even put this forward, not encouraging, you know, this kind of behavior. Well, what gets me? Yeah, hold on. I I really want to say this laws do not stop crime the only thing laws do is category what crime was committed that's it all right and create Uh, penalties for it yeah and create penalties for it but that's all it does is name what happened it didn't stop it from happening all right guys we'll come back in the next section talking about gear whore man haters gonna hate legislators gonna legislate that's all they do (laughs) all right all right, we're back. Now we're into the gear whore episode, our gear whore part of our show. Segment. Segment. There you go. Thank you. It's only what I've been doing for 29 episodes now. 
I'm good at words and stuff. Well, what do you think I am? A word scientist? I'm not. Um, <laughs> Gearhorn is going to be my Winchester 1312 gauge pump shotgun. Uh, picked this up used from someone years ago, right? Years ago, Sean? Three, yeah. four, four, five. Anyway. Yes, I, I, I'm also responsible for keeping track of your firearms inventory. My firearms inventory, <laughs> collective memory. Hey. If you can't do something, surround yourself with people that can. I'm a delegator. I delegate. Get, get a friend to be your brain for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my bar is pretty low. I picked Sean. Um, but anyway, I picked this 1300 up mainly because it was a deal. Uh, it was a combo deal. It was a great price. Uh, I needed a shotgun because I didn't have one. I don't know if I, I, I'd already taken your shotgun class, right? But mm-hmm. I, I didn't own a pump shotgun. I didn't own a shotgun. So um, I picked this up, was amazed at how fast this thing, how smoothly and quickly it racks and chambers the next round. And it has a little weight on it. It has the entire, what, 20-something inch barrel. I forget which one it is, but it, it has a longer barrel on it. Um, Five-shot magazine, one in the chamber. And then I put a plus four extension on it and it's my home defense firearm or one of my home defense firearms. And it's loaded up with 12 gauge buckshot because stop it. <laughs> stop playing games. This, this is what works and has worked for a while. So that's what I have in it. That's why uh, it's robust. Because when, when you come into Tony's home trying to hurt him, that's what you get. That's what you get. There's no, <laughs> there's no time to dilly dally about. It's time to put lead on target. Anyway, yeah, we're not going to have a conversation about hollow point or plastic polymer tip or magazine. <laughs> you're eating buckshot and you're going to like it. And if you don't like it, you can just have some more. And understand uh, why I like the gun. It's quick. Um, I looked it up in different things and I knew I was getting something quality because everybody heard of, you know, Winchester 1200s, Winchester 1300s. Everyone knows it. I mean, the thing was built since 64. Um, and all they did was, I think, maybe simplify the design or, I don't know, make it take uh, three inch shells instead of two and three quarter inch shells. I think that was the only difference right. between the 1200 and the 1300. So pretty much it's the same shotgun since 1964. And it went from 64 to 2006 when a company went under. Because pretty much I think that's the only thing Winchester made worthwhile after lever action stopped being made by them. Um, so that's what I have. That's what I like. Yeah, my home defense uh, firearm, my main home defense firearm is a shotgun. Why? Because <laughs> pistols put holes in people. <laughs> Rifles put holes through people. Shotguns will take a chunk out of you and throw it on the floor. <laughs> With the right caliber, it works on everything from birds to anything that walks in North America. That's why. I I believe that's a a Clint Smith quote from Thunder Ranch. I took Clint Smith and twisted it up. But, yep, that's straight up Clint Smith. So that was my. And and edited it for your audience because Clint doesn't say it that nicely. Yeah, there's no reason for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) All right. Let's go into the Mad Minute this week. All right. What's the Mad Minute? Mad Minute is they're full of crap. Who's full of crap? They are full of crap. The people that are full of crap are firearms companies that advertise that their guns are used by SEAL Team 6 and operators in the military. If they don't say it, they imply it heavily. Um, They are full of crap or the very same people that buy it. And say, oh, well, this is what the top end people use. This is what the best of the best use. This is what you should buy if you want to be on this level, son. Full of crap. Let me explain something. Operators, one, it's just a name you paint on anything. Marine Corps has a specialty called operator, but that's about it. And what do they use? They use issued firearms. They use the same issued firearms as anybody else. There might be some extra stuff on it. They might get nods, uh, night vision stuff. They might get higher-end accessories. But the firearms they use are still the same FN M4 carbines that everyone else uses. FN has the freaking contract. 
not your favorite whiz bang company owned by Navy SEAL, Green Beret, all that blase blase founded by. No, those companies don't have stuff issued to the U.S. military. They don't. It's all a lie. Knight's Armament, yeah, their M110 sniper's rifle, yeah, mm -hmm. that is military issue. If you want to buy an M110 from Knight's Armament, you're going to get the thing that they have in the military. You're going to get a civilian copy of it. Yep, you got that. Daniel Defense is another big one. That every time you see their commercials, everybody's all geared up, dressed up as if they're soldiers, except the only thing from Daniel Defense's military issue is their rail system. Their RIS-2 rail system is used by the SOCOM since 2005. That's it. They can call their guns anything they want. They can name it as close to the military issue thing as they want. It is not the military issue gun. My, so, again, they're all full of crap. The handguns. When you see the pictures of all the tweaked out, customized Glocks and all the everything Ooh. else. Yeah. That's not military issue. Military issues is a Glock 19. Military issues is a Glock 17. Military issues is Beretta 92. Just plain Jane Beretta 92s and Glocks. So if you want military issue or stuff like the military, then buy things like the military. If you want stuff that are better or stuff that has a lot of whiz bang, really cool, really, really cool accessories and controls on it and really cool slide cuts and a titanium barrel and all that coated barrel and go. That's not military issue. That's just something you like. That might be something they use in three gun or, or, or firearms related competitions or just might look cool, but please don't put people down because whatever their plane gun is, is a military because their Smith and Wesson sport two is just as military as your 3,500 super lightweight carved out, made out of titanium without a bolt uh, forward assist. One is just as legitimate military as the other one, which means it's not. They're full of crap. Don't buy into it. If you want quality parts and products and you have a favorite maker, then get it. Fine. I'm happy with you. But don't pretend you're like a military operator because you're not. They use issue weapons. And what you're buying online or what you're building or what your favorite YouTuber use is not military issue not even close to military issue, not even a copy of military issue. It's advertising that you bought into because some dude with a beard and a bunch of tats that you might like says that's the best of the best. But it's not used by those operators. It's not used by top tier operators. It's used by them after they retire and they get a check from the company. That's when it's used by them. <laughs> but it's not used by them when they're on active duty. Nobody's parachuting behind any lines with a BCM. No one. So get over yourself. Stop comparing everything to, well, if I was in a street fight in Fallujah, if I was in a street fight in Fallujah, I'd probably be curled up crying like a baby because I'm 20, 20 years plus over the freaking hill to have my butt in Fallujah. And then I'm throwing my phone away because obviously Google Maps suck. How did I end up in Fallujah? Anyway. <laughs> All right, man. That's it. That's the mad minute. Y'all full of crap when y'all trying to push this thing as if your gun is military issue or even used by SOCOM. It's not. Hey, how about here, here's something you, you didn't touch on is, is all those guns that are being sold, all those AR-15 and AR-15 variants are all semi-automatic. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know any military unit in the world using semi-autos. Well, that's not, that's, that's not the, that wasn't my main point about the semi-auto. My point is they keep, a lot of the people keep saying it as if you don't have this company's gun, if you don't have something on this level. Let me explain the level, as in price level. You know, if, you, if you're only spending, you know, $1,000 on a gun, you're at the bottom of the barrel. That's about what a FN costs, a FN, FN-15, which is their version of their military-issue rifle, which is in semi-auto and has all the exact same things the military does. You know what I mean? Except full auto capability is between twelve hundred and fifteen hundred dollars. That's how much it is if you buy it straight from them. If, but that's the exact same thing as much as a civilian can own it as they have in the military. Colt, their M16A4, 
or whatever they call their version of the M16A4 semi-automatic, $1,000. That's it. $1,000. Exact same build quality, exact same everything. Thousand bucks, and this is the other thing: is is there there is a symbiotic relationship between, like military issue. The best thing about getting your guns issued to the military, if you're a firearms manufacturer, is the fact that it's an endorsement, and you can then use that as advertising to sell guns to the civilian market, who buys way more guns than the military does. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And uh, for some reason, feels that's that's, and they pay a lot more per gun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, believe me, the military is not paying fifteen hundred dollars for FN fifteen or or M four nah. or M sixteen. No, they're not doing that. Um, actually, you can look up the price if you want to. I didn't because I don't really care, but it's public knowledge because it's a contract. Right. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up and get into the next segment. Going on to the next segment, which is training concepts. Well, uh, welcome back to the training concepts episode but before we kick that off i want to talk about matador arms <laughs> Heck yeah. uh, matador arms canadian accessory maker for firearms they do a lot of different things but one of the things i want to talk about today is a saber tooth chassis system they have for the sks rifle saber tooth mark ii saber tooth mark ii sorry saber tooth mark ii chassis uh, i like it i have one one of the funny things is I was watching some nothing fancy videos yesterday and they were talking about Troy and another company, Sage Defense, made chassis systems for um, M1A. And they mm-hmm. were talking about how, he- how not only heavy it was, but how much of a pain in the butt it was to get into the chassis. You'd have to disassemble the entire gun to get in. Ass- and I'm talking about little parts, gas system, everything, all that had to come off. And I'm laughing because I was like, other than I had a pen stuck on my gas piston, it pretty much came apart and we had to cut a spring and we put it together. I mean, there was nothing. Yeah. We didn't have to disassemble like the gun to the nth piece and it went right in. And we didn't also have to remove the rear sight. The rear sight's still on it. So mm-hmm. when I when I switched back over into my regular original manufacturer's wooden stock, all I'm going to have to do is remove the chassis system from the gun, pop it out, and drop it right back in the regular rifle, and I'm done. <laughs> it's amazing. So, yeah, and it works on all SKSs, I think, right? Yeah, every variant. So, yeah, no matter what country it comes from, it works on it. And that's just... There's, there's a few. There's... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to see Albanian, Romanian, Yugo, Chinese, Russian. Yeah, there's a few. So it works on them all. So I just wanted to get that out there because actually I was watching a video and I thought about the chassis system. I went, that's cooler. Oh, yeah, and a heck of a lot less money because those those chassis systems for Choi and the chassis system from Sage cost between $900 and over $1,000 just for the chassis system. Not listen, if you want if you want one of those Troy chassis systems for your M1A, give me a call because I can get them through BBR. But the important thing is getting a Matador Arms Sabretooth Mark II for your SKS, which is also available in the U.S. at blackbagresources.com. Look at it, look at it. All right, we're going into training companies. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't planned whatsoever. <laughs> no, but listen, it's, it's why I'm here, right? Um, just so you know, there's a little bit of a backlog right now. If you're listening to this right about the time we're recording it, uh, because these things are imported from Canada, it's just like it's being imported from any other foreign country, even though they are our neighbor. Um, so there's a little bit of lead time on on getting that stuff back in. Right now, they should be coming very soon. Um, but occasionally we get into a point where it's four to six weeks between uh, – when you might place your order and when that item is actually delivered. All right, cool. Hey, I want to talk about this training concepts thing because it popped up today. Um, Active Self-Protection is a YouTube channel where they play videos that are either security cam, phone, or police badge footage. And they uh, had one episode today where they had to clear a home. The police came in and cleared a home in New Mexico. And he was talking about how difficult it is. And 
I want to tell people it's much more difficult to clear a home or clear a room than you think it is. And you really need to get trained for that. I mean, it's great that you've watched all the cop shows since you were a kid. So you know how to do it. But when it comes time to do it, uh, we took some training two Sundays ago and we saw what happens yeah. when you do that. This is our second or third time doing that training. Mike Wolfert from Justifiable Force Training hosted his, what's the name of it? Because I'm going to mess it up. Home Defender Handgun Tactics. Home Defender Handgun Tactics class. And we watch people just who can handle firearms, who can walk normally, not be able to walk normally and handle a firearm at the same time. Yep. It's It's a lot to learn. You don't know what you don't know. Do not get killed doing something that, one, more than likely you didn't need to do, i.e. search your home. Two, you did incorrectly because you just assumed you knew what you were doing. Um, that's where I put that at. And three. And that's, that's a big part of the training evolution is to expose you to the fact that uh, this is really difficult and probably a bad idea from a tactical standpoint anyway. So, you know, it takes a lot of work to get good at it. And because of that, you should probably exercise other options should you find yourself in a defensive encounter in your home. Really, because there are very few reasons. If you know someone is in your living room that doesn't supposed to be there, hey, get out of my house. Where's the jewels? Okay, I know this dude is not my uncle. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's this person is not supposed to be there. There is no reason for me to go to him if I have my family or my kids or whatever in that room. Now, if this person is between my kids and myself, all right, then something has to be done. But there are very few circumstances where that's necessary. And a lot of people don't buy into that. They're going to go find out who's in their house. All right, cool. You need to get training. You don't want to be killed or shot or even taken hostage. And then they do whatever they want and take your guns anyway. I mean, it's just a lot of bad that can happen when this class was $50. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and didn't involve shooting so you didn't burn up ammo all it was was a trip to fort Dix and 50 bucks look for training like that look for training with cert look for training that's force on force and learn what you don't know because coming into a room and being able to see inside the room without exposing yourself to someone inside that room is a lot more difficult than you think and involves a lot of things besides being able to pull a trigger And just because your granddaddy taught you to hunt means absolutely nothing when you're trying to clear a bedroom or a hallway or stairs. So pay attention. Dude, I hate stairs. Stairs (laughs) suck. I hate stairs, yeah. (laughs) Stairs suck and more than two rooms in a hallway suck, especially if the doorway that leads across from each other. Or right across from each other, or your doorway pops out in between two doors. Which way are you going to go? You're going to go left? You're going to go right? Uh, It's ridiculous. But people need to know what they don't know. Because what you don't know can get you killed and your family in a worse situation than if you'd stayed in place. All right. You got anything else to add to the training concepts? No, man, that's good. All right. That's enough for now. We'll come back to with gun culture. We're sliding in the gun culture segment today. And it's going to be one of those things that some people goof on, some people don't. It's that wearing of tactical clothing. It's that guy that steps out of the house and everything he has looks like he came off the recruiting poster for a private military contractor. He's got the 5'11 hat. He's got the wraparound 5.11 glasses, 5.11 t-shirt with the 5.11 shell jacket on and the 5.11 pants with the 5.11 knife and the 5.11 boots. (laughs) And it's like, wow. And then he's trying to blend in with his Molly pack that's urban gray. (laughs) And he thinks he's the gray man and he thinks he's blending in and it's not really true. Now, there's nothing... I feel like you're picking on my fashion sense. You don't have a fashion sense. That's just the way you've dressed since I've known you before. It became- 
the people yeah, inside. I, I picked up cargo pants in like fifth grade and went, "Hey, mom, these are kind of cool. Can I wear these?" And, yeah. and like before cargo pants were, and quite frankly, I'm mad at all of you who who got on board with it because you just drove the price up for me. Like I can't get twelve dollar cargo pants anymore. <laughs> yeah, Sean, Sean was doing cargo pants when the people that founded Five Eleven were still working at Banana Republic. Just so oh, you know that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting you know that. Um, uh, my whole thing with that whole tactical clothing, if you wear your 5'11", if you have your Sig Legion t-shirt, your Sig Legion hat, or your Pew Pew Life hat, there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. Just don't think that people who know don't know that you carry or don't know you own a gun or don't know you probably have a tactical folding knife on you and a flashlight and maybe an IFAC. You know, people in the know know. And that doesn't always mean it's only good guys in the know, no. So if you think you might not be signaling, you could be wrong. Um, you could be letting a lot more people than you know, or make a lot more people than you know aware that you probably have a weapon on you. Yeah, or, you're, you're giving that information out as part of the victim selection process. Yeah. So, when, and there's, not, again, nothing wrong with it. Hey, one of my favorite people in the world is Orlando Martinez. But when he came to our diversity shoot, if he he brought the Beretta with him, he had the Beretta hat and he had the Beretta T-shirt on. If he brought the Springfield Armory with him, he had the Springfield Armory T-shirt and the Springfield Armory hat. And and that's fine. Just be aware of what you're doing. Um, you're giving away tactical surprise. Maybe. Just maybe. And there's nothing wrong with that. I wear my 2A4E T-shirts everywhere. You probably can't find a picture of me without one on. At this point, once I got shirts not, made. Not since I convinced you to start making 2A4E t-shirts, but if you go back through your feed older than that, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> you will. But... There's usually some comic book t-shirt. A lot of Superman. <laughs> Superman. Incredible Hulk. Batman. You oh, can yeah, see... Batman. That was the other one. You can see Tony in his Batman shirt in a Henry commercial from 2016. Uh, but it is true. I yeah, do. I want to thank Henry for helping me convince Tony to make two A four E t shirts. <laughs> yes, they did. Henry pushed me right over. I was like, I've been running the diversity shoot for three years now, or or a year now, and mm-hmm. now I'm in the commercial is going to be seen on late night television for the next X number of years, and I got a stupid Batman shirt on. <laughs> I was ticked, but yeah, that's my part of gun culture. There's nothing wrong with enjoying the gun culture. Uh, one of the terms people use is gray man in the firearms culture talking about blending in the person that blends in, you don't really see them. If you wearing that branded stuff, people see you. <laughs> people yeah. see you, they notice you. Uh, it, it, and it stands out as much as a ghillie suit, right? If you're walking through the mall wearing a ghillie suit because you think that's camouflage, it ain't. A lot right? more. And this, this is kind of the same thing. You cast a certain image. And there's times when it's appropriate. You may want to cast that image intentionally. If you're yeah. going somewhere that, that you want to be perceived as, you know, someone who is not to be fussed with. Nice. Uh, that, that may be necessary. But if you're trying to just blend in with the, the regular folks and, and you think that's, that's the way that's going to make you discreet, it's not. Another thing, <clears throat> that knife that's clipped in your pocket, Along with the flashlight that's clipped on your other pocket, not so much either. Might want to be able to at least cover it up with a t-shirt, like just the top of your pocket. I I feel attacked. You should feel attacked. I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some clips, and, some clips. Yeah, yes and no, right? Like, and granted, I've been wearing cargo pants like forever and ever. Um, but I also don't buy the operator cargo pants, right? I get, mm-hmm. I get cheap cargo pants that are, are quite frankly more comfortable and far less expensive. Um, and yeah, I carry a lot of the, the stuff everybody else carries, but I don't think I do it in such a way where I'm like operator bro. <laughs> Here's what's funny. You know what I mean? My wife, God bless her soul or heart or whatever you want to say. My wife allows us to go to the NRA show every year. And use that as vacation. So we take a few days before NRA and a couple days after NRA. And that's our vacation wherever it is. 
Well, being there three, four days before the NRA show, we have a totally different group of people that are conventioneers because usually it's in a big city and yeah, people who have conventions are there. So we meet a lot of different people prior to the NRA show. My wife came to me when we were in Georgia and went, your NRA people were here. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She was like, oh, you can tell. I've been here for three days and just everybody's walking around normal, being nice. And then all of a sudden, these group of people come in and all of them are dressed alike. They all have baseball caps on, cargo pants, and everybody's carrying a bag. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's usually tan, black, or green. Right. And, it, and it has those things in it. What do you call it? I'm like, you mean the webbing on the outside? That the stuff that's on my bag? Yeah. Yeah, everybody looks like that. And no one's speaking to each other. <laughs> it's hilarious. So we think we're gray man. But meanwhile, my wife was able to pick all of you up. And that is right. not a thing she Who's does. Who's not interested in it, has no bad intentions, and does not have any formal training on the subject. Just went, yeah, you know who those people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you stand out. You don't blend. Sorry. Hate to break it to you. Um. Now, if Listen, you're going get to a, get a Hawaiian shirt and some cheaper cargos. <laughs> yeah, you know, like um, the Magpul line of clothing they have out now with the flannel shirts and things like that, that are designed oh for God. people. That, but it's designed for people to carry. It's designed to at least blend in. I don't think it screams Magpul. At least what I saw didn't. At least the shirts. Right. Um, is what it is. I'm a big fat guy. Nobody expects me to be one of these tactical Timmies anyway. <laughs> Plus, again, nothing at five eleven fits. I don't even think they sell hats that fit me. Nice. So, <laughs> <laughs> again, the joke I made a couple of April Fools ago. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start a clothing company called Ten Twenty Twos for the oversized operator. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, that was my uh, gun culture thing. I just wanted to get that out there and let you guys know you're not fooling anyone. Nothing hey, wrong. Let's, let's throw one more thing out there. What's the solution to that, Tony? What's the solution to what? What tactical operator gear? Yeah. I Open a Coles car to buy clothes somewhere else for a change. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just stop buying this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> stop buying it. If you don't want to look like that, if you have no problem looking like that, fine. I mean, I'm not a fashionista. I, I wear the granddad New Balance <laughs> to work every day, mainly because yeah. I get my clothes torn up. My I was thinking about that when we were talking about it and, and Dave Spaulding was talking about, you know, he gets messages, people asking him what kind of shoes he's wearing. And he goes, they're Merrill's. Who cares? Right. Don't, mm -hmm. don't buy what I'm wearing because it won't fit you. Yeah. And I'm laughing going, I don't even know how to pronounce the name of the company of the sneakers I buy. I just know uh, they're comfortable. Well, my is thing is Saucony, Saucony, Saucony. Uh, I, I don't know, but I like, like those shoes fit me well and that's what I buy and that's what I wear. And I'm, <laughs> I guarantee because I've bought them probably the last five or six times I bought sneakers and that's what I wear most of the time. Well, I have to make sure my clothes pass through a metal detector without me having to take everything off. Um, yeah. Because I go through a metal detector about 12 times a day right. um, on my regular job. So, yeah, I don't have shoes with shanks in them because, no, I'm not taking my shoes off every day. <laughs> so anyway that's gun culture be right back with some shout outs feedback other stuff see you in a few minutes we're gonna go ahead and get into the shout out segment of the show how do I put this do I talk about what's going on Sean or do I just go ahead and throw it out there yeah launch it what I have going on this time, the shout out is uh, to all of the volunteers and supporters of the diversity shoot that come through in a clinch and help out and step up and fill in various roles at these events. I'd like to give you all a shout out. Uh, you've helped me out before. Uh, people have changed work schedules, changed college classes, shown up when they weren't going to come to that particular diversity shoot, dropped what they were doing and came out and assisted and we're awesome stand-up people that we all know gun people can be well they're doing it again and i'd really like to give them a heartfelt shout out and thank them for coming through when i can't do everything and i just really appreciate it 
it takes a village. <laughs> it really you know does. I mean? it, it's really a team effort with all this stuff too. And you've, you've always been very good about making sure you give credit where it's due. Uh, so yeah, all, all those volunteers that come out and, you know, you got, you got some folks like John Ligori who would, as soon as you say we're doing something pro 2A, John's there. And we've talked about how many times I, I've seen him where it looks like he's in more than one place at a time because he does <laughs> so much volunteering. He's awesome. Rhiannon reworked her schedule at work so she can come to the, the, the event next week and make sure she's there to help out. Uh-huh. Um, and up at different times and said, I'm here, use me. Literally, those words come out of his mouth. Yep. I'm here, use me, how can I help, right? Yep. Um, you know, and there's 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 a whole bunch of people like that, Mike and Rob and, you know. Ed, and, and, Ed, yeah. Ed Cabrera actually spoke to his professor once, saying, I have something important to do on a Thursday. Can I change the class schedule or make up for it or do something? He somehow arranged his college schedule around that. Yeah. That was amazing. The people were it showed a huge level of commitment on, on the part of the volunteers at the event. And yeah, I mean, it, and it doesn't, without them, the wheels fall off, right? Yeah. Yes. Without right. all these people, the wheels fall off. So. And I'd like to thank them, and including you. Uh, you've come through multiple times. And um, it just, it's not just me. So thank you. And it's, it's not just me. It takes a village. Now let's get into the feedback where everybody tells me it's just me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That was a great segue. Why? Thank you. <laughs> so we have an iTunes uh, five-star review, of course, because you guys are awesome. It's called Knowing Your Rights is Cool. And I love this name. Baloney Hunter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's, a, he's a follower of uh, both the Simon Says Train page. He's a follower of the Second is for Everyone. He's a follower on Simon Says Train on Instagram. And funny dude. Anyway, Baloney Hunter <laughs> says, this man is an inspiration. Check out what he's saying. Before you know it, you will be following his lead and spreading the word. Thanks for caring, Tony. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, uh, well, I like ham better anyway. Who needs baloney? <laughs> just nice. <laughs> it's just hilarious, man, because he did it just based on the show. Right, right. And what was said, and, I thought it was hilarious. And, and I think he took a poke at me on the uh, – on the Instagram page at one point too, right? Like oh, yeah. funny dude, good sport. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yep. Got a lot of funny people. Uh, no, that was the one that came in this week. Um, okay. I'd like to th- throw something else out there. It's assumed that everyone's listened to the show has followed us over from the firearms radio network, cutting gear review podcast. Uh, that's or any of the other dozens <laughs> of shows you appear on. Well, yeah, I've appeared on other shows throughout the uh, second amendment and firearms-related broadcasts, but I'm a co-host on the Firearms Radio Network, Gun and Gear Review. I'm also a co-host on the Self-Defense Gun Stories on the Self-Defense Radio Network. So I didn't know if people were aware of the other two shows that I did besides this one. And I try to guest appear on every one show. Um, We have a new show. The guy didn't give me the uh, go-ahead to announce it, but I recorded a show last week. You did too, didn't you, Shonda, this week? I, I haven't our schedules haven't been able to jive, but yeah, I'm I'm in the queue to record the program too, uh, and and I'll go ahead and hint that, you know, James is is working on on releasing his his first episode in, in just a couple of days, um, and I know he's recorded with a bunch of people, so uh, I'm I'm letting all you amateurs get it out of the way first, and then I'll come in as the professional and really really polish it, make it, make it look good. sweep it up, make it look good. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm back and clean up for the rest of you guys. <laughs> My shoulders is tired from carrying everybody. All right. There's, there's the only sports reference you're going to get from me. <laughs> nice. Uh, ways to support us. Ways to support us is our GoFundMe account. Really need help there because that helps pay for everything. Uh, Patreon, that's a donation every month. Um, you guys donate once a month on there. 
we're going to try to come up with a cool program, but we have to get more people to donate to it. You can donate for as little as a dollar and as much as you want per month. That'll be great. You can help out there. You can also go to Black Bag Resources and order anything that he has online there if you want it sent or used for the diversity shoot um, as a giveaway item or as a raffle item. Uh, you have some inexpensive cool stuff there um, yep. that people appreciate getting as part of a raffle bag. And um, hey, just just pick that up, put in two A4E, and, and that pretty much lets him know that order is for the diversity shoot. And that gets brought to the next event. If you want to help us finish this AR build, I know I could buy the parts myself, but the purpose of the second is for everyone diversity shoot build is to have the industry and gun owners help build this firearm for whomever is going to win it. So right now we need a gas block, gas tube, gas block, gas tube, up stripped upper receiver and lower uh, trigger. What is it? Lower parts kit. We have the trigger. We have an ALG trigger donated by Sean from Black Bag Resources. And we have about 72 A2 pistol grips. Do not send me one. Do not Only send me 72. One. We need at least three more, guys. Get Tony your, your takeoff A2 pistol grips. You can send those to Tony directly. They don't need to come through me. <laughs> so um, that's what's, what's up. Yeah, what I would recommend if, if you need that lower parts kit and someone's willing to drop the money on it, uh, go to blackbagresources.com. Look for the CMMG gun ma- or gun builder parts kit. Uh, that does not include the trigger pack, the pistol grip, you know, those those couple of little things that are, are going to be replaced anyway. But it's got the magazine catch, the bolt stop, you know, the, the takedown pins, all that. And that'll finish out the lower as far as the, the controls go. Um do you have a, a buffer tube spring, those things? Yep. Yes, yes, okay. buffer tube spring. Yeah, we got a so thing. If, if you're feeling generous, go to blackbagresources.com, order that item, use coupon code 2A4E. You won't pay shipping, and I will drop it off to Tony uh, Thursday when I see you. Yeah, we really want to get this build done um, and just use the summer and people out shooting as a thing. I mean, you, you start to give away a rifle, people are going to come out of the woodwork anyway. And it's all it's all quality parts. I mean, you know, bolt carrier group, Brownells, mil spec. Um, we got a cool mil spec uh, charging handle with black bag resources logo on it. Uh, we have stuff from uh, the minimalist stock from, dang, I cannot think of the company. Mission you know, First Tactical. Thank you, Mission First Tactical. We have Nordic components, free float handguard. We have a barrel gunner's barrel from um, Facts and Firearms. We have a lower from. I think it's Helena. I think is the name of the company. Helena, Helena out of Mississippi. So we have good stuff and I'm just really waiting on the industry and you guys to help build it. I don't want to spoil it by buying something that's cheesy. (laughs) We just want decent product that the ALG trigger is perfect because many people change out the trigger anyway. But it's better than a mil spec trigger, and more than likely, if you give it a chance, it's a solid trigger. I mean, that's the trigger used in the Jack Carbine that uh, Travis Haley came up with because it's just that solid. So you don't need to change it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just quality parts. The A2 pistol grip. I also have Magpul pistol grips. Whatever, we'll put something on there, but it's gonna be decent. And I really find nothing wrong with the A2 pistol grip personally, but maybe maybe we convince somebody to do. Oh, wait a minute! Like Never mind. Or arms fury grip or a timber creek grip. You, I you have got, a timber. Grip I have a, I have a timber creek olive drab grip. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yep, I have a timber creek grip. Looks cool. It was hilarious though because Chad Wallace donated that from the Firearms Radio Network Gun and Gear Review Podcast. He's the host, and he didn't tell me what it was. was. It like- Hidden in the bottom of a box of A2 pistol grips. Is that what it was? It was like, yeah, it, 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 it was thrown in that <laughs> because he's a dork. But the funny thing was, he didn't tell me whose it was. So all it has, if you know Timber Creek pistol grips, all it has is their emblem, their logo. It doesn't have a right. name. So I did not know who it was. It was cool. It was Olive Jab. I just put it in a box with all the parts for the AR. And he also sent the Nordic components free float handguard. So again, quality parts. 
but I didn't know who made them. And then he told me, and I'm like, dude, (laughs) (laughs) that's like $350 worth of parts. Just those $100 pistol grip. It's a hundred dollar pistol grip, and I'm I'm sure the free float handguard from Nordic Components is probably over two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so again, it's gonna oh, and you know the facts and barrel. You can look how much a gunner barrel is, and a gunner barrel, if it's not one of their new ones, is one hundred and fifty to one hundred seventy five dollars. Right. So quality products, and we're gonna do an awesome build, and I can't wait. So anyway. That's the show. Oh, what's next? The next thing coming up is the June 7th diversity shooter gun for higher range in Woodland Park, New Jersey. It's going to be $20. You have to buy the tickets on Eventbrite. Uh, you can go on Eventbrite itself, type in the second is for everyone or 2A4E and it should come up. Also, you can go on my Facebook page, sign, um, second is for everyone, and just click the link on the event and it will take you directly to the Eventbrite page. The only way you're going to get into this this is if you purchase a ticket. A lot of people want a ticket after the fact. My big thing is this. You only have 40 people because pretty much we had so many people come up that it became a fire hazard. Listen, get get your tickets now because there's going to be a couple of guys in tactical pants and 5'11 shirts at the front door turning people away if they don't have tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, We're going to have pizza. We're going to have drinks as in soda. We're going to have drinks. We're going to have prizes, food. It's going to be fun. Refreshments and snacks. Refreshments and meals. I mean, come on, man. It's pizza. Pizza. Well, anyway. Anyway, (laughs) we got the cool guns. Can't wait for you guys to come out. It's going to be fun. Uh, On June 10th, it's going to be the Minuteman Challenge Pistol Caliber Carbine Edition at Fort Dix, New Jersey. It's going to be a heck of a week. Oh, yeah. So, we also have High Point Carbine. With? Uh Uh-huh. We got High Point that donated yep. carbines for the event. That's one yep. sponsor. Our other sponsor is Modern Materials is going to show up with their brand spanking new, making a day but, excuse me, debut. <laughs> Ain't never been seen before. Ain't never been seen before nine millimeter AR-15 carbine. So that's their new thing. It's got pistol caliber carbine from... Modern materials. Why is that a big deal? Because that's the only manufacturer of AR-15s in the state of New Jersey. There are sponsors. And you'll get to handle that carbine, run drills with that carbine, and touch Joe Savio's beard. Joe Savio loves it when strangers touch your beard. Don't even walk up to him and say you know him. Just walk close, well inside his personal space, and just rub his beard. Because he loves it. He loves it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hey, thanks, guys, for hanging out with Sean and me. And doing this fun show. Really appreciate it. Again, if you can donate, donate. If you can listen, listen and share it with people. Thanks a lot. Sean, what do you got to say, brother? Fare thee well, Madam Felicia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why can't I have normal friends? Just one. All right. I'm out. It ain't going to be me.